Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gathered for in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <laughs> identity, <laughs> culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for thought. We got the clap. We got the, the clap. clap. We, we got, got the, the clap. clap. <laughs> this is our new single. <laughs> Please. Everyone else out My new here clap, talking. We got the clap is dropping. Is dropping. Yeah, everyone else uh, is out here talking about slaps, but we are still on the clap. Okay. Yes. We still have the clap. stayed yeah. on the clap. Never yes. left. I almost spit out my throat coat tea. <laughs> <laughs> the clap over the slap any day of the any week, lady. Of the week. <laughs> has, has anyone actually got the clap? Had the clap before? It's chlamydia, right? No, I think the clap, the clap is actually gonorrhea. Oh, okay. really? I, I don't... Yes, yes. If I remember correctly, the clap, the clap is gonorrhea. I, don't, I knew that. I looked retro. up the story at one point. Okay, it's like it's like a historical thing before we knew what like what bacteria was caused. I believe. Hmm. Um, but if you want to ask yourself, has someone on this podcast had XSTI? Uh, the answer is yes, and it was me. Okay, I I don't think I've ever had gonorrhea, but I had an ex that almost gave me gonorrhea um, after we broke up, which means like he was sleeping with someone while we were together. And he wow. felt so bad that he had to tell me about almost giving me diarrhea. Diary- almost giving me <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> he felt so bad about almost giving me gonorrhea that um, he bought me a signed copy of Lena Dunham's book. Uh, this is no. this is from, and it was signed. This is to from me, like bad to the worst. Yeah, it was like signed to Fran, which is like honestly like worse than gonorrhea. Was like, it a message? Frankly, like I'm I would sorry, rather, I almost I would definitely... gave you gonorrhea. Lena Dunham. Like, yeah. Definitely have the clap. Yeah, yeah. Dear friend, I'm so sorry your ex almost gave you gonorrhea. Love, Lena Dunham. Love, Lena. <laughs> I actually had a friend recently who discovered that his partner was cheating on him because his partner gave him gonorrhea. Oh. It's a very common story. It's, so it's a tale as old as time. It's, well, because yeah. the girls aren't wearing condoms anymore, right? Like, right, 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 right. Because of prep, the girls aren't wearing condoms. You know, people are back out from their little quarantines, times in. It is it is time to have those conversations to go get those testings done, ladies. It is time to, yeah, share being honest with your partner. It's it's back. <laughs> Chlamydia, it's back. Period. Period. I, I'm like the Mr. Burns. You know, you know in um in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns realizes he has all of the diseases, but they can't all get through the door at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's me. That's me in sexually transmitted diseases. Really we love is. a timely Simpsons reference. We do. America's Remember favorite cartoon. the time 1992, the person <laughs> me. <laughs> Speaking of me, I'm Tommy Teebs Pico, indigenous American poet, screenwriter, TV writer, and I only I've actually only had crabs. Okay. Oh, oh, the worst. They are the worst. It is. Though. It really. They sucks. are so. Like they you, are you so just, disgusting. You like roam around the world feeling like you're just spreading disease everywhere you, you go. You feel 
disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. And honestly, after AWP this past weekend, it was so good to see all the literary thoughties out there. I got so many people loving up on the podcast, but I am throat coat tea incarnate. My voice is gone. I've tested so far, tested negative for COVID, but woo. I forgot like what that much intense socializing and drinking and staying up late does to the body. It's it hurts, hot. ladies. Mm-hmm. It hurts. I'm Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor. And I am the Kim Petrus's throat goat to Joseph Osmondson's throat coat. <laughs> coat. Wow. <laughs> Have you guys listened to that song by Kim Petrus? It's a, yes, of it's course. It's so actually like genius. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pure gay idiot culture, but like, it's amazing. I haven't listened to it, Love but I it. want to. I'm Alexandra De Palma, aka producer Alex. I'm filling in for Den today. I'm a podcast producer. I run Domino Sound. I'm a mother of cats, and <laughs> yes, mom. And and I've never had crabs. I've never had crabs. That's so let's proud leave of it you. at that. Thank you. Thank wow, you. Thank to, you. Way to crab <laughs> Sorry, shame. Way to crab, Sorry, I don't shame. crab shame you. Damn. Oh, actually, no. I've also had scabies. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Had scabies. Oh no. Scabies. Yeah, I remember. I also t- well, I, I called my um, dermatologist to be like, oh, I think I got scabies. But like the the um, receptionist was the one who obviously the one who answered, and I was like, yeah, I think I have to come see the doctor because I think I have scabies. And she was like, ew. And I was like, damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Scabies oh is worse than any STD. I, I really feel that way. It's really, and they're tough to get rid of. Really I have to, to say, to, to round out the crabs conversation, I was just in the Outer Banks for a spring break <laughs> in North Carolina, and there is a chain of seafood restaurants called Dirty Dicks, and all of the signs say, tell everyone you got your crabs at Dirty Ew. Dicks. Is it Truly. gay? Is it gay? Truly. It sounds like some <laughs> faggot nonsense. I think it's like it's like the singularity. It's so gay that it's actually yeah, it sounds homosexual. Okay. Like no, no, it's not homophobic, <laughs> it, not homosexual. It, it, it sounds low-key it goes homophobic. All the way yeah, back yeah, yeah, around. Exactly. It's got exactly. all, it's looped As all the way back around do, to being aggressively right. straight. <laughs> Can, okay, I'm gonna get us out of crab land. Um, our our di- delicious dungeness legs and tell us what's on the menu today. We're doing a grab bag of amazing penny for our thoughts. So we're gonna hear from your voices. We're gonna do three of them, answer them all, and then we're going to end with a drag-filled dessert. And I'm doing it. I'm doing a drag-filled dessert. Oh, okay. Me. I am. I am. Thank you. Well, you know what? Get out your coin purses, benches. It's time for Penny for Your Thoughts, the segment where we give really shitty advice to people who deserve better. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they do. They do listen to this show. I don't think they deserve better. If you're here, you're here. (laughs) And you don't deserve better. Okay. Anytime somebody gets in touch by saying like, oh, I listen to your show, I always say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one response. Hey, Thoughts. I hope you're all doing well. I love listening to the podcast on my way to work. It definitely helps my 45-minute commute a lot more interesting. I just wanted y'all's advice. I'm a 30-year-old, soon to be 31, and I have never been in a relationship. I've dated around, and I have never been able to get beyond the first date or text exchanges that end up with me being left on red. And at this point, I feel like I'm fated to just be alone forever. In the past, I have struggled with body image issues, and I've been on a self-love journey, and I absolutely love myself, and I constantly remind myself that I'm hot AF. (laughs) However, as a fat and non-binary person, I feel like the pool of men who find me attractive, and vice versa, 
is really small, especially since I live in a small rural town where there are a few other people of color. I guess my question for y'all is, what can I do to help me land that second date? Or if I'm destined to just be a thought for the rest of my life, can I? how can I cope with the loneliness of seeing other happy people in relationships? Sorry if that's super depressing, um, but I love y'all. Um, and yeah, I hope to get some insight. Bye. Oh, so much love for this baby. So much love. I love their voice. Yeah. yeah. It just oh, sounds so the cute. sexiest voice. I just have to say, as someone who has been in different relationships in my life, um, the one I just want to start by saying people in relationships are not always happy mm-hmm. and they're often not happy at all. Yeah. Like there's a veneer of happiness, but often relationships I've been I have definitely been in relationships and stayed in relationships because I felt like I needed to be in them where they were making me physically and mentally yes. ill. Mm-hmm. Ill, mm-hmm. you know. That's very mm. true. I also think like to this Thadi's point of or what their concern of like I'm 30, I've never had a relationship, like maybe this means I'm destined mm-hmm. to be alone. I definitely know a lot of people, close friends, people who are now in relationships who like were like 32, 33, 36, yeah. like mm-hmm. people who had never mm-hmm. had a relationship and then they met, I don't know, not to say the one, or but they met that one person where it really worked mm-hmm. and then they got mm-hmm. into a relationship. You know what I mean? So like, first of all, exactly. I think like, just because you're at this age where you feel like you should have had a relationship and you didn't yet, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen because there are many, mm-hmm. many examples of it happening and clicking with the right person, like even if it's 30 or beyond, you know? Oh, my gosh. I was I was having a really bad breakup and like dumb, supercilic idiot me asked like a friend of mine, like, when did you guys get together? And they were like, when we were almost 50, bitch, calm yeah. down. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, it's like. It's, like, not uncommon at all to, like, be totally, like, and not just, like, have your 50 relationship you find at 50 be your second or third marriage or, like, serious mm-hmm. relationship, but have it be your mm-hmm. first. It's, like, such a common path. Yeah, everyone's on different paths, exa- and Joe said it right. Like, I know people that were married by 23 and divorced by 24, and, like, good on them. That's right. my journey, yeah. but right. like, do you want that instead? Like, I, I really feel like there is a very weird kind of cultural like um, need for us all to be like shacked up by the time we like start mm-hmm. showing wrinkles. And like, that's just like such an artifice and take it from like, you know, me and, and also Teebs and also Den who have like not mm-hmm. really been in relationships. Like we, I'm, I'm 30. I have had like maybe two boyfriends you know, like, and what and, was the longest and, one, Fran, uh, baby? Well, the longest was my first, but like the most recent was like uh, three months. No, yeah, I think exactly. less than that, like two, like, and <laughs> and none of them, and neither of them were like meaningful relationships. Like, I'm also someone who is like constantly wondering, like, am I gonna be alone forever? And like, you just can't tell that narrative to yourself. It's yeah. not gonna help anyone, mm-hmm. and it's also honestly gonna like take you out of the playing fields like people smell confidence people like Mm -hmm. want you when you want yourself and I find that like when I feel aggressively single or when I feel aggressively alone that just like having some like meaningless sex 
like with someone who's going to affirm that is always a plus. So yeah. if you're like, you know, not looking, if you can't get the date, get in the get dating game right now, but you want to just have some sex, like that is an option for mm-hmm. you. Um, but like, I also just say that you have to go at your own pace and there is no mm-hmm. rush to, to find that person who's going to make you super happy. Yeah. And, um, and beyond that, you are a completion of yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. You are all you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I don't know if I can speak to the first point of like, how do I get that second uh-huh. date? But I can speak to the, but if I'm going to end up alone, how do I deal with that? Because that's definitely me. I'm not looking for a relationship. I haven't had one last more than six months in my entire life. And I'm 38 motherfucking years old. That's crazy so, that you're 38, by the way. I, I know, You dude. look so fucking young. Okay, keep going. But it, but anyway, I'm just really immature. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, like I, I, I have at times consigned myself to being like, you know what? Some people aren't. Good, like meant for relationships. Some people don't have them. And, you know, it was a matter of, of questioning whether my desire to be in a relationship was my desire or a desire that was enforced upon me by society. Mm-hmm. I ultimately don't want, I mean, we, I've said this before. I don't want anyone else in my motherfucking house. I'm not dating. I, right. I've had, you know, a little sex here and there. That's fine. You know, clean out the pipes or whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not personally compelled to be in a relationship, but I'm also, I have, I, I, I don't have to do it for money reasons. You know what I mean? I don't want mm-hmm, children. Mm-hmm. I don't want to raise anything. I don't even want animals. You know what I mean? Like I'm good with plants and me being the only one who waters these bitches. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am um, still stuck on cleaning out the pipes. I just, I, the only other thing I want to say that I picked up on in this, in this thoughts combo was that they were saying that they feel like they're in a place where there's not a lot of queerness around Mm -hmm. them. And I think that's another story altogether. And it's like, it's so shitty to feel like, oh my God, do I have to move to a place with more queerness or more, certainly more queer people of color, maybe more non-binary people or where that's not such like an exception to the white gay Mm -hmm. rule in like some of the smaller cities and stuff. Especially if you like living in the smaller city, it is so shitty to feel like a catch-22. Like, do I have to uproot my life and go to another city on the hope of like having more romantic and sexual like you know just be more seen and and uh, attracted to um but i think you know those are things that you get to evaluate year by year as you go along in life there's no right or wrong answer i also want your guys opinion on because there was something that you repeated teams that i hadn't picked up like the the original question is like how do i get the second date so Mm -hmm. like in my thoughties opinions like do you have to act not like yourself to get the second date like do you have to do something in order to like get the second date or is your advice like just be yourself like do your thing no well there was a time in my life when i and this was in my early 20s i became whatever that person wanted to be Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. and it totally erased my own identity and yeah i would get like a second or a third date but then like i didn't want to be in that fucking relationship because i wasn't being myself you know what i mean like so you could change who you are but you're gonna be trapped exactly (laughs) That's why I'm thinking of it because the framing of the question is like, what do I have to do to get the second date? Whereas like in, I feel like the thing that this thought should do is kind of just, I don't know. It sounds so corny though. Be yourself and then see if the second date works. But apparently that's not working. Here's the thing. If there's, there's a very careful line to toe. Right. Of like, I really do not. I'm someone who I don't want to chase you. Right. I don't want to beg for your time. 
I'm hot. I'm I'm successful. I'm an eligible bachelor. And I actually really do not need to like beg you for a second date. And I respect myself enough to do that. However, relationships mm-hmm. and dating is work. And I yeah. think that most people, mm-hmm. especially if you date men, sorry, um, are not going to put in the work. So if you are brave enough to go 60 percent and they're mm-hmm. going to come 40 or, grow, or go 70 percent and they're going to come 30, like mm-hmm. sometimes that is what it takes because like men are awful and lazy and yeah. it's like dumb as yep. shit. And so sometimes you have to do that. But it's it's a balance of knowing your self-worth while still putting in the work. Yeah. You know, or yeah. moving on when you know you need to. Because yeah. You, can't. I, you know, it's so hard. Like this is something that I worked on in therapy for years because i am when i'm not in a relationship i would i prefer to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. that's just sort of i'm a little happier like i like the consistency i like the um the vibes the partnership um building something together but when i'm single like if i'm too obsessed with that end goal i put myself in really bad situations Mm -hmm. and i make myself super anxious so like it's such dumb fucking cliche advice to like don't when you're on your first date don't think about the second date enjoy the first date you know what i mean and yet like the the dumb cliched stupid advice like if you enact that, if you practice that, if you say that to yourself over and over and over again, for me, it was like, oh, I can make boundaries right. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to I don't have to accept someone's bullshit just to get the second date or the third date or to have a boyfriend. I can actually not yeah. do that and mm-hmm. love yeah. myself. Mm. Teebsy? I was just going to say that I'm, I'm, I would be curious to ask this listener, do you think the relationship or being in a relationship is going to solve something for you? Right. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, Thotties. Hi from L.A. My question for you guys is, what are your thoughts on, you know, heteronormative standards being broken, especially straight men breaking gender norms, such as, like, for example, Bad Bunny wearing dresses and painting his nails? Um, Do you think this is liberating? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it is straight people exploiting, you know, this like gender non-conforming culture that the queer people have, you know, made their own? Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Oh my gosh, this is such a hard question. Alex, how dare you? Especially question. since Bad Bunny is like our king. Our queen, honestly. I know. <laughs> he is our king. I feel like, Teebs, you had a story about this um, from the cultural vanguard of of men wearing, straight men wearing nail polish. You like, came back from Portland one time, oh, didn't yeah, you? Seattle. That's the question. Is, are they gay or just from Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be either one. But you know, like, it's... There's something about what okay, I I don't have a I don't have a side to take on right. this necessarily myself. I just think it's an interesting evolution of the mainstream mainstreaming of drag culture mm. because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what life mm. was like when RuPaul's Drag Race first came out and it was definitely like a more hostile environment for drag and the kind of mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, if you're going to be a drag queen, you're never going to get laid." You know, yeah. and like there was there was like a real stigma. I mean, drag queens were mostly for straight people because there was kind of a stigma in like in like gay, especially like mainstream gay circles around like drag and, and men who make themselves more effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like mm-hmm. over the successive seasons, you know, you've seen 
I mean, you know, I mean, Joe, you probably can attest to this as well because we're a little bit older, but like we've seen the um, mainstreaming and the almost commodification of drag and and, right. and watching it yep. trickle down into yep. like first it could trickle down into the gays, right? And they started wearing nail polish and things became a little bit more fluid. And then now watching it happen to the straights and seeing that further commodification of like, I, at least in my, from my vantage point, like what happened in the wake of, of, you know, drag race going mainstream or something like that. Mm. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Yeah. It totally does. And I also feel like as an elder thought, like I remember the nineties when it was like goth set goth, like queer, queer, appearing goth musicians and stuff would like paint their nails mm-hmm. black. Um, and it was kind of like a femme and, you know, like Kurt Cobain was wearing dresses, but it was still in a very mask way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of started painting my nails many years ago along those lines to kind of pay homage to like the emo, soft, hard grunge uh, kid from the nineties that I kind of wish mm-hmm. I could have been growing up. But I just, it's, I, it, it's so hard because I resent it so much because when I was a younger baby thought, any twinge of femininity was like paid in flesh. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, when it comes to Mad Bunny, uh, as, you know, Puerto Rican gender nonconforming person on the trans spectrum here, I feel like it's a lot. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, I have to like lead with the the fact that I believe this is a net good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot, and I don't think all gender nonconforming people feel this way, but, like, I personally feel that in terms of, like, gender revolutionaries and people that have been having this conversation for eons, the thing we work toward is this, is for gender nonconformity to be mm-hmm. for truly everyone mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. all of us to do mm-hmm. away with the binary in a way that is, like, healthy and good. And so... Yeah, like, I'm really happy for Bad Bunny, and I'm really happy for Harry Styles, and, like, you know, Maddie Morphosis or whatever, if y'all watched this season of Drag Race, like, mm-hmm. the first, this season of Drag Race had the first heterosexual contestant, Maddie oh, Mighty Morphosis, okay. a, mm-hmm. a straight drag queen, which was just a whole other bizarre thing <laughs> to behold, and, like, you, and so the the anger that we culturally feel is, like, supernatural, like, it, and, mm-hmm. and I don't mean supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> supernatural, <laughs> like it's like it's um uh, an alien, but like a very natural. And so like it makes sense that we would be upset that there is someone taking up space on a very large platform, taking using mm-hmm. things that we have championed for eons and not have been rewarded. And this yeah. has gone on forever, you know, like in the 1900s, like you know, there were female impersonators and those people were huge stars and were paid to, to like do things. And like, meanwhile, like if you were an actual queer Mm -hmm. person, you could be beaten to death just for like wearing like a different item of clothing. Right. Um, And so that dichotomy has always been there. And so obviously it's very infuriating sometimes to watch, you know, Bad Bunny do a Jacquemus shoot in a dress while like anti-trans legislation is still sweeping through this country in a very ugly way. I think my hope is that these stars will let the context stick to their fashion choices Mm. because Mm. it comes from a Mm. legacy of queerness and transness. Mm -hmm. And I do not Mm. see, as much as I love Bad Money and also, unfortunately, love Harry Styles, um, Mm. I really would love for them to say something about what 
being trans in this country is like and why it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like there is mm-hmm. something to there there they are not doing the work of crediting or providing context to where these fashion choices are coming from because I would feel and I think a lot of trans people would feel so much more enfranchised if like they if some of this was kind of being brought along the way right but it's not Mm -hmm. um and so you know i have to try and be happy for it but like it just needs more context i mean yeah yeah. i've seen like i I, last week i met um this actor dustin milligan who is on rutherford falls and he was on schitt's creek he played like alexis's um uh veterinarian boyfriend Mm -hmm. And he was on, uh, he like, he loved Drag Race. He was on Celebrity Drag Race. And, but he also talks about the shit. Like he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he's not just, he's not just putting on a dress for shits and giggles. He's, he also like brings awareness to stuff like that on his Instagram page. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about, Fran? I, I think that just when you, if you're going to appear in a shoot wearing a dress, your caption should have something about it. Or you should go on a press tour and like to mention it in an interview or go on a podcast and like platform the issue. Like, I think that is also like really beneficial, but it's just like literally anything. Yeah. Like, I know that the, I, I know that both of these people are allies, but allyship is the bare minimum. It's not, it's not an exception. It's the expectation. So like do more. How about instead of uh, talking about, trans people talk with trans people that could I be mean, good too on one of these platforms I mean the I mean, Harry Styles the that, meme of Harry Styles when it says gender norms are beating Harry Styles ass just make me laugh so fucking hard but also yeah. like because from a lesbian standpoint I forget it was probably in like the fucking New York Post or something but remember that yes, article from like three weeks ago article. it was like dressing like a lesbian is like the new thing and it's just like first of all it's just confusing because everyone's out here dressing like a lesbian and they're fucking straight and then yeah. it also kind of plays ah! into the, like, the other thing that's driving me crazy. It drives everybody crazy. But it's, like, the straight adoption. Why do, Why does it drive me crazy? The straight adoption of partner. Because there are so many people uh-huh. who use partner. And I think as a queer person, you guys probably find this. I think people tend to use it more with queer people so that, like, they feel i don't know like on our level or like they're part of the queer community or something but it's this thing where it does end up to me feel a little bit like queer baiting you know what i mean i i like get patronizing. it yeah. it's a little patronizing yeah i get it but I've, i heard somebody explain it to me one time as like she's like i'm a grown woman i'm not saying that man is my boyfriend that's true t- okay saying he's my partner. yeah Look, that's fair we're when we're dealing with celebrities and when we're dealing with social media, it's always going to be exploitation in some form. Right. So like that, sure, equals queer baiting. But honestly, I think there are a lot of things that are out there that are queer baiting that we don't name as such that like mm. are it's just like it just comes with the territory of yeah. social media, in my opinion. I think it's just like. I don't know. I just like wish that there were more around like what they were I, I i also have to say like there's an argument i think there's often an argument out there where it's like oh my god ha- like by queer baiting like harry styles or like bad bunny are like really profiting off of like this like aesthetic and really profiting off of like you know trans ideals but like mm. if you think about their demographics bro <laughs> that's uh, they're taking a huge hit 
Like, I'm not trying to martyr them. I don't think that they're doing anything that's noble, but like, they're definitely not doing something that's helping their career in the overall, in the grand scheme of Mm. like how big their audience is. The majority of of the people that consume Bad Bunny are going to be mad about Bad Bunny in a dress. That's what I believe. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think that it's a part of it's something that you have to see as hopefully a part of our movement work, even if it's like totally bogus and exploitative at the yeah. same time. Like both can be true. I, I want to add as our resident white cis adjacent, <laughs> like born a man ish <laughs> uh, homosexual um, that scholars of queer black and brown theory remind us that it's really whiteness that's always enforced these gender mm. norms and um, and non-white people often have very different cultural gender mm. norms uh, and and straight people who had a feminine flair or whatever um, were not necessarily assumed to be mm-hmm. queer uh, and so this is more of a note to the white gays or sorry to the white straights out there who feel like oh I can paint my nails and that makes me sensitive and I can continue treating women like shit or physically ab- abusing them or emotionally abusing mm-hmm. them or like oh it doesn't like I'm a rapist but I have like a, a tender queer you know fucking a nail polish on yeah. like fuck <laughs> you I will burn you to the ground we will burn you to the ground like yeah. you can don't hide don't hide in queer baiting while perpetuating the worst of straight yeah. Harm. Right. Yeah. That's, well, because yeah, that's, that's so like you know, like hair metal in the eighties, which is like they'll they'll Ooh. wear makeup and they'll tease their hair yeah. up and all totally. that kind of stuff. But but at, but so that they could be horrible to women. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. that. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Some food for thought there. Food for thought. <laughs> hey, thoughts. <clears throat> Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the situation ship I'm finding myself in right now. Um, so my current roommate and I have been friends for about 10 years, but only recently moved in together after both of us got out of, um, relationships that turned pretty sour, um, and that we both, um, supported each other through. Um, so when it came time to like pack boxes and move out of our ex's houses, like moving in together felt like a really natural and easy choice. Um, so you can see where this is going. And, uh, so now we're fucking (laughs) and it is pretty amazing. And in a lot of ways, like we both feel like we're getting from the other exactly what we weren't getting from our exes. Um, And side note, we, like our exes accused us of having slept together previously, even though nothing ever happened uh, until we were definitively out of those relationships. Um, But yeah, I guess I'm kind of worried because it feels like so good and so safe and so natural and easy. But at the same time, it's coming on the heels of like two pretty intense breakups that we're both healing from. Um, So... Yeah, what should like what should what should I look out for? What what do you think? What would you do in this situation? Thanks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Messy. First of all, I want you I want you to drop the OnlyFans because I'm yeah. curious yeah. if it's all good. No. I also feel like I also feel like we have to give this question to the lesbian. I was just going to say, it's so lesbian. It's the most lesbian lesbian thing I've ever heard. Like moving in together and then starting fucking. And now they're just like in a relationship, like in a full marriage. Um, I mean, (laughs) what should they look out for? To me, like, I don't know. Like the idea of fucking a roommate 
is extremely stressful to me. Like that idea yeah. is yep. extremely stressful. And so like, I mean, I guess it's already happening, so you can't really look out for it at this point, but that's yeah, something. Yeah, seriously, what do you, what do you mean I looking mean, out I for guess, it? I mean, I guess like look out for like sublets on the horizon in case it all goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But that's Actually. that's my first reaction is stress. But then at the same time, I'm like, Listen, if the sex is good, you guys are living together and you're helping each other heal from the breakup, like, go with this. Yeah. Like, just, like, yeah. let's see what happens. Ugh. What do you guys I think? think? They've all, I just think, I think, I think they've already, you know, they already pressed the gas on this thing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to do this. So it's just, like, pay attention, and right. to, you know? To yeah. ride that metaphor, right. it's literally, like, if, if you are approaching an intersection and the light turns yellow and you're already going really fast it is more dangerous for you to screech to a halt than it is to potentially briefly run a red light and like i just i think alex alex's answer is is right Mm -hmm. it's look for sublets (laughs) you need you need an out but also you have found a diamond and yes. enjoy it. Yes. Like, that that yeah. seems that seems to me like a very once in a lifetime, this will be a great story later. Right. Like I get to enjoy my life right now. Right. But if you are living together, it's going to get complicated fast. Stakes. Maybe even by the yeah. time this person listens to right. this podcast. By the time this episode you know? airs. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, that's what I'm willing to bet. And, right. and I think that's what you have to sniff out. And the only thing that will help you both of y'all survive this is like really open and honest communication. Yeah. Because like, oh my I, I have no problem with like, you know, the rebound of it all. Like I, <laughs> I, even if they did cheat, to be honest, like I'd be like, you know, who cares? Like yeah. love is messy. That's just like what it, I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're in love. I just kind of think everything is love these days. <laughs> but like, it really is like, like l- love is supposed to ruin everything. It's, I mean, like that's like, it's a very Moonstruckian idea where they're like, I love it. he's like, we aren't perfect. Love don't make things perfect. Snowflake. <laughs> So perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's just not it's just not supposed to be perfect. So like yeah. let it be messy, but be smart. Yeah. I'm so I'm actually like this one I'm really confused mm. by because my normal advice would be like 100% open communication. You have to like define like are you monogamous? Or are you going to be sleeping with other people because my god, mm-hmm. like, you know, imagine like one night one of them doesn't come home and like even though they've never had a conversation about being monogamous the other one might feel some sort That's of way advice. about that he's like but but at the same time i'm just like what you want after you get out of a long relationship is not you want a moment of not having to do of not having breakups are so emotionally draining yeah. it is so much you know so much processing yeah. so much being honest oftentimes things come up that haven't come up in such a long time so you want just like a brief moment afterwards of like not having to process anything romantic or sexual mm-hmm. with anyone in your fucking life mm-hmm. and so it's like i i kind of want to like gift these two people just this little nugget of like give it like two months take two months don't talk about anything fuck like rabbits like fuck like, like rabbits. See, how, see how it feels at the end of two months and then if 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 you're still both feeling into it then start having conversations around monogamy or what you both want i mean i also just have a sense that these are two people who maybe were meant who were were more meant to be together than they were yeah. with their partners but that who were kind of feeling trapped or loyal to their partners and like if their partners both saw this kind of romantic spark in them, you know, maybe it was there all along. And like, I know stories of 
um, this type of incredibly fraught situation turning into years of relationships. Yeah. Like I have the most lesbian gay men in my life who have totally like more than one of like the gay male couples I know has completely done this like two breakup immediate fast just where you think that like it is the recipe for disaster mm. on every fucking level yeah. and then somehow five years later they're in a chapel and you're just like what do you like you know what is like the new york times like little thing it's like oh so and so was dating so and so and so and so was dating so and so and then they both broke up and shacked up together two weeks later like messy this is, I, I was gonna say that i think another thing that leads credence to your theory joe of them what I didn't hear, because this person said they were friends for like 10 yeah, years. What exactly. I didn't hear, yeah. what I didn't hear was I'm worried that this will somehow taint the friendship. True. Yeah. I that's, didn't that's, true. That's, that's yeah. something that I would, that would occur to me, but right. it's not occurring to this true. person. Yeah. So I feel like. Right. It's, Worst case scenario. You're already doing it. Yeah. yeah the it dicks have like been y'all. in the mouths and the butts. Like Exactly. You know, so at yeah. this point, it seems like what we're all saying like is basically ride this wave because the fact that ride this person wave. called in and it, I, like I said, roommate situation immediately brings up stress, but like it's already happening. So as opposed to like, what should I look out for? What are the red flags? Like waiting for these red flags to pop up, like just go with it, yeah. have fun. And it's completely true that maybe in two months it's going to fizzle out and like, it's going to suck. And it was just this weird, like brew of emotions that made it work right now. But it sounds fucking amazing right now. Yeah, and this person amazing. said it's yeah. amazing. So I'm like, go with that shit. Just yeah. go with it. It, it really it feels like this person isn't actually asking a question. It feels like they're just asking for they're permission. They're just bragging. Do it. They're, they're bragging. Just bragging. <laughs> Do it. I'm Go. jealous. We're all jealous. Go. Leave. <laughs> Leave me alone. Exactly. Okay. Well, I I feel like this is going to be a really cute love story. So please follow up with another voice note listener, um, because we want yes. updates on this situation ship. And I, I feel like for everyone, every, everyone who's had us give you trash True, advice. I do want to hear I've had some people DM me. I have, I've had some people DM me with follow-ups. Um, so I have some tea okay, that I can't share with the group Okay, let's re-up the link, yet, too, in but, our bio, because we need some new pennies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got some really so we good need, ones. So we need, we need the and updates we need updates. That'll be really fun. we ruined your life. We need the updates, okay. thotties. I'm feeling full, but like I could fit one more thing inside of me. Den knows how I feel from her from her cave of wonders. <laughs> her brioche suisse. Who did that Den impression? Who me, was that? It was me. Huh? I'm filling in for it Den. I have to do all the sounds. Wow. Come on. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, why don't you put the cherry on our top this week? Yeah, so I am finally getting to share work by a person who I met online. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a incredible... Um, artist and educator also an academic um that goes by little miss hot mess cute so cute um indeed we're gonna start with um an article that little miss hot mess published in the journal curriculum inquiry called drag pedagogy colon the playful practice of queer imagination in early let's just tell listeners joe right now has gone full professor mode and is sharing his screen with us we see the literature on the screen i love it j store i'm I'm actually so happy i feel like i'm in class continue professor joe um and, and so this um she's hosted um drag queen readings for all sorts of youth both queer i mean you they're youth like all youth are like proto queer yeah. right yeah. so it's like very much education that's just like 
You know, you can be, you can play with gender, you can play with identity. You, anyone can be a drag queen if you want to be. Harkening back to our earlier question, and she writes um, children's yeah, books, and you. there's a new one coming out. Um, and the new children's book is called um, "If You're a Drag Queen and You Know It," and I have it up on your screen right yeah. now. I feel like Fran, this is extremely it your is gender. Very so mean. cute. Oh, um, and the images are beautiful. And it's like, if you're drag queen and you know it, blow a kiss. A kiss. And we have like drag kings here and drag yeah. queens. Oh. If you're a drag queen and you know it, strike a pose with gorgeous art. Um, if you're a drag queen and you know it, say ta-da. And I just can't imagine, like, if I had had this as yeah. a book at like, this is aimed for pretty young kids, you know? Um, like maybe having this being read to them by like a gay uncle or a queer parent or a straight parent or whatever. I just would have like, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, like I spent so much of my life not being able to even, ex- like I think be yourself is such a dumb thing to mm-hmm. say because you don't, no one is their true self. You make yourself, you make yourself every day, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I did not have the space to play with femininity, with gender, to to. I didn't have the space to make myself until I was in my 20s and really in my 30s. And it is so painful. And I had spent so much time in my youth. You know, like I said, anytime I did play and make myself and would swish my hips, as Teebs has talked about so many Mm -hmm. times, which feels so good when you're walking, (laughs) like literally you face violence and so you know it's it's shit like this um you know it's it's the word praxis it's so stupid (laughs) but like a scholar a drag queen a person who's out there reading to kids who's making life different for kids and who's making um books for kids that just like create worlds that didn't exist before and it's so fun Mm -hmm. the art is so beautiful incredible and literally the 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 article in jstor is under little miss hot mess y'all it is like deeply deeply food when does this book come out the book comes out this spring. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Let me check. I think it's May. Let me check the okay. date. Let me check the date. That's that really is incredible. It makes me think of um, did you guys see that video? I feel like everybody did. The video of all the teens in Florida who were like the say like saying gay. It was like the don't say gay thing. And it was like all of those high schoolers. And it was like really hard, like boy, like teenage boys who looked like really hard and they were like they were like say gay like they were so fucking so cute about it like but they were so cute and i like sent it to my gay godparents who are like o- way older gays than us like 65 70 and they were like crying and weeping because like even more so than us obviously like people who are mm. 70 in that age could not have even imagined a world in which that happened and so oh. a book like this starting yeah. even younger than that like and i love the image of like me being literally me being read this by my gay godparent like my gay godfather would have like changed my fucking life do you know what i mean like it's just like i'm so happy for the kids that get to like get to see this i was just gonna say totally seconded i i am here for any book that looks like a book that Ted Cruz would angrily hang oh my up with God. his ugly little Ash face Luca. on C-SPAN. Uh, shout out Ash yes. Luca. Listen, like, this is a book that would make evil people mad, and that means exactly. it's a good book. Okay? Yes. So, like, <laughs> I, I have to shout out for that. And, like, I really do feel like, you know, when it comes to, like, making children's books, especially justice-oriented children's books, which right. a lot of people on both sides take issue with, like, it is... It is never too early to start. That is part of movement work. And Mm -hmm. it's about Mm -hmm. undoing, like, the harm that we all grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like, harm that, like, we might not even be able to shake in our lifetimes that might not even exist for this generation. You know what I mean? That is such an awakening and, yeah, hopeful thing to think about. 
Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for them to find new ways to be harmed. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> Honestly, by other queers. By other be, queers. Yeah. Other, uh, them fucking their roommates and and oh getting really heartbroken uh, about it. <laughs> it also makes me think, though, like obviously the kids who are being read this book, it's going to be transformative for them. But I also think back to like the parent, like my own parents, like definitely did not have a vocabulary around this at any point. You know what I mean? Totally. Like they're starting mm-hmm. to, but like books like this are so helpful for parents too. You know what I mean? Cause they need to fucking mm-hmm. learn this shit. So, all right, we'll look out in yeah. May for a little miss hot mess's new book. So hey. the, the little miss hot mess, it's drag queen story hour. It's her project at public libraries around the country mm-hmm. that where drag queens come in and read children's books to queer children's books to kids. Exactly. So drag it's drag queen story hour. I believe it's org. I will let you okay. know drag queen story org. Yes. And the book, um, if you're a drag queen and you know, it is out in May. Thank you for that. Buy it for all babies in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our new home at Stitcher. Our producer, it was our fourth chair this week, Alexandra De Palma. That's right. Subscribe, rate, and review us five stars on iTunes. I am Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S, on Instagram because I deleted Twitter. I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com and check out my new book at www.virologybook.com. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squishco and you can <laughs> listen to my new podcast, Like a Virgin, wherever you listen to podcasts. Featured in Hot Pod this week. I'm Alexandra De Palma. You can find me at LSD Palma. <laughs> Find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod. Who still has Facebook? Oh, Joe. Oh, um, that's and right. finally, and finally, I'm big on Facebook. I am yeah, big on Facebook say. influencer. Yes. Ooh, I don't know that, if I would brag about that. That, that, that tracks, honestly. It's um, so tracks. And send, finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to Dick pics. At foodforthoughtpodcast.com, as always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T H O T. That was so bad, guys. That was so bad. I couldn't even get Fran, I feel like you were like trolling us that time. You were messing it up on purpose. I was trying to match the I was thinking of it as a harmony. I was like, we're harmonizing right now. I see. Alex is trying to do it in round. That's what I was saying. Going around the mountain when she goes. When she goes. She'll be going around the Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 